Welcome to Old Fashioned Finance, the podcast that mixes cocktails and high finance. I'm your host, Caleb Frankert, and I'm joined by my good friend and fellow money muddler, Jason Burnell. Caleb, can a podcast about finance be entertaining? Not without alcohol. All right, let's mix it up. Afternoon, sir. I know. <laughs> I feel weird. Like we have been like traditionally wearing like Blue Jay stuff. And now that people can see our stupid faces, they can see that I'm like in a farmer plaid shirt. Was, was this you dressing up for the camera? No, I didn't even think about recording today. That's pretty bad. Yeah, me neither. Oh, well, you know. I have a sweater on. <laughs> you do. You have a nice dad sweater on. I like it. I'm feeling more dad every day. You reminded me of uh, Neil from Santa Claus a little bit. Oh, no. His sweaters were terrible. <laughs> Those were straight up Cosby <laughs> okay, sweaters. Okay, never mind. Cosby sweaters. Those were Cosby sweaters. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I heard Cosby's being uncanceled. Uh, okay. I guess. That's so weird. He's going to tour. Really? Yeah. He's blind, isn't he? Like, well. And not function. Well. <laughs> I don't know. Internet says everything, right? Oh, Cosby. Boy. Oh, you know what? I wow. remember this is we're way off track here. Yeah, well, here we go. I remember taking a reading for enjoyment class in high school. And <laughs> wow. um Okay. Yeah, my senior year I was just Just hanging out. Coasting. <laughs> um but yeah, I, re- I remember a couple of Bill Cosby books that I read. One on fatherhood. Oh wow. High school senior wow. reading a book on fatherhood by Bill Cosby. Wow, how put, times have put changed. That in your glass yeah, and drink exactly. it. Exactly. Wow. <laughs> I bet that book is not in the library anymore. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Anyway. Anywho, how are you doing? I'm doing all right. What about you? Yeah. Doing yeah. good. Yeah. I'm ready for uh I, I just want to be in winter all the way. Like, let's get this over. I with. think you'll get your wish this week because it's yeah. supposed to be cold this week. So yeah. good. I'm gonna um, get outside. I'm gonna cut some wood. Okay. Yeah. That's Maybe that's why I have your the plaid body on. and your soul. Yeah. 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 We'll see um, how it goes. We shouldn't talk about weather. Look at us no. talking about yeah. weather. Gosh, Bad. bunch of old guys. All right. So anyway, we <laughs> are recording. us. <laughs> this is a finance podcast where Here we, we mix cocktails we like to drink. and high finance. <laughs> <laughs> Today, basically, what we're doing is we're continuing with our New Year's resolutions and our really the the logical order budgeting and setting up our sa- our various mm-hmm. savings accounts. We talked last week. In a lot of depth, as much yeah. depth as you can go in 28 minutes and some change, <laughs> uh, about how much you should be putting into your retirement yeah. plans, why that 15% rule makes sense. This week, we're going to get a little bit further into the weeds but with the types of plans that are available. It is very yeah. important because now you're executing the plan. Right. Uh, so, and you know, these questions come up a lot, like, can I use all these options that I have and quite frankly, how do they work? And yeah, yeah, most people don't understand all the options that are available to them. Right, exactly. So we're going to get into some of those details. We'll talk about various employer-sponsored plans. We'll talk mm-hmm. about plans that are available to public employees. Sure. And then plans that are really available to everybody that's working. Yep. And we'll kind of get into the order of how to fill those different buckets and which buckets to fill. So sweet. Yeah, it's going to be a good one. But first, let's drink. Let's fill this bucket. <laughs> fill <laughs> this belly. Bucket. I like that. That's good. <laughs> All right, Jason. So today we have a very... This has gin in it. I can smell yes. it already. Yes, it does. And lemons. This one, I... I'm a little nervous about the lemon, but we'll All see. Right. I thought you like lemon. I love lemon. I don't like them in alcohol typically. That's weird. I like well, limes. It's just a squeeze. So today okay. we're drinking something called the Royal Tea Cocktail. Ooh. Not royalty. Royal, Royal tea. tea. Like black cocktail. Tea. Yeah. Okay. I'm nervous about black tea. Mm. I'll tell you why. Why? I don't. Well, okay. 
<laughs> I, I do drink herbal tea in the winter sometimes. Sure, sure. I enjoy it whenever I've had way too much coffee, but I still want something warm and I'm shaking and going back to the coffee pot. It's like, yeah, maybe I should make a tea instead. <laughs> I tried to switch from coffee to black tea a long time ago and it didn't work well for me. It just ripped my stomach to shreds. Ooh. I I guess I didn't know. You sure that isn't like the coffee? It's one of two things. Okay. So one, it could be that it was right before I got the flu (laughs) and my stomach was awful. I think that's a good odds. (laughs) So, but but you know how sometimes you associate like the last thing that you have with the sickness that comes afterwards and it to no, you know, no fault of the tea. I got really sick. So you know how much black tea I drink in a week? I mean, it's gallons. Seven gallons (laughs) gallons maybe seven gallons but it's a lot no just seven tea seven tea you asked how much i said seven (laughs) that sounds like an irs code right there oh you got the seven tea going on (laughs) uh well the other thing it could be actually you know i eat very healthy right (laughs) i read something that said black tea acts as a scrubber (laughs) for your inside so it might have just been the tea working and just scrubbing all of the garbage that i put into my (laughs) body you need a cleansing boy yeah (laughs) so anyway uh the royalty cocktail today isn't it a that's a pretty drink yeah no i like i mean i like the color kind of looks like a summer drink better than the grinch punch we had last week (laughs) yeah that was just okay yeah so anyway what we've got here you've you've guessed it one and a half ounces of dry gin london dry gin we used uh tanqueray which we typically will in these types of uh, cocktails two ounces of freshly brewed earl gray tea yes earl gray being a black tea and i think what was the uh, bergamot is that the other I don't know. Uh, it doesn't matter. Something else. Some kind of black tea. <laughs> yeah. uh, we just put a splash of lemon juice in there. Fresh lemon ju- lemon juice. A teaspoon of sugar. Yes. A lemon wheel to garnish. And away we go. So let's, uh, let's I try I don't know. It, this might be one of my favorites. I love tea. So <laughs> here we go. All right. Hmm. Hmm. Very ginny. Lots of gin. You know, hey, that's not bad. No. I, I could do a lot more tea in there. Dang, I think you could drink this in the morning and not really notice that you're drinking. It's gin still, though. You know, <laughs> it kind of sneaks up on you. That's true. The clear ones kind of like, hit you a I'm little like faster. Four gin and tonics in, and I'm like, why can't I walk? <laughs> and then you're like, it's only ten o'clock yeah, in the morning. The I whole have bottle work of Norlitz is gone. <laughs> oh. I don't. Know, right. that's, that's like drinking. That's like drinking gin. It's a little too Jenny for me. Oh, I definitely get the tea in there, though. Do you? I do. Try again. Try okay, again. Right, here we go. You know how it is with, like, sampling whiskey. It's always the second taste. Oh, uh, it's very good, though. I think that I think Jen and tea are very... Someone real smart. We always say... I feel like I say this a lot. Like, we're pretty smart. Why didn't we think about mixing eh. these things? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm... In the summertime, I... And, like... What for whatever reason when we go camping specifically, mm-hmm. tea and peach schnapps. Oh yeah, love it. Hmm. It's like one of my favorites. So I know it's kind of a low proof, bottom shelf kind of thing, but it's good. Peach this schnapps mo- is one of the first tastes of alcohol that I ever had. Wow! And uh, I didn't touch it again for, <laughs> I mean, alcohol in general for a long time. Well, it was a long time. If you drink just peach schnapps. <laughs> 
from the bottle. Yeah, from the bottle. In, in, in my uncle's garage. I was going to say, in your friend's basement. <laughs> <laughs> totally makes sense. We weren't supposed to be drinking that. So. I understand. It was probably not peach schnapps. <laughs> I like this because it mixes caffeine and alcohol. and Always know, a good combination. Always a good combination. What yeah, could we, go wrong? We like right? that like Kentucky coffee, too. I mean, yeah. I've done that. Irish coffee. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. All that's real good. Sweet. I, I think you could really uh, jazz this up, too, depending on how you like your tea. If you like a lot of sugar, uh, mm-hmm. some people do, do. Some people put cream in their tea. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you mean, could. Uh, I don't know if you want to do that. English thing gin, to do, but yeah, I don't know. I, I think d- you could doctor it up based on how you like your tea with more sugar. Did you maybe so more did you lemon? Use one tea bag for each drink. I just made a regular size cup. It's only two ounces. Of, okay. Did, did I? Did, did I you go over the numbers here? No, you didn't. One and a half ounces of gin, okay. two ounces of Earl Grey tea, Got a it. splash of lemon juice. And a teaspoon of sugar. Okay. To taste. Okay. I see. There's not a lot of. So tea I just made it. a regular, regular strength, regular unleaded Earl Grey tea. Okay. And then split it between the two of us. Hmm. Interesting. You're saying you could go with a little bit, a little this more could be heavy a little, dose of this tea. This could be a little darker, but okay. I love. I mean, I. I mean, I love. We'll work on it over tea. the next couple yes. of weeks and perfect your uh, your Jason Brunel Royal Tea cocktail. Ooh, yeah. I mean, right. We do have a picture of me as a royal person in the That's office. True. <laughs> and it's priceless. <laughs> All right, so let's move into the finance topic here. Doggone it, this is a finance podcast. We say that a lot. <laughs> yeah. Here we go. So, anyway, what we're going to be focusing on here really is when we say which buckets to fill, mm-hmm. we're talking about how to maximize the retirement plans that we have available. Right. Uh, so chances are, to get to that 15% number that we've been talking about, sorry mm-hmm. if we continue to beat the dead horse, but we've got a theme going here, yes, okay? Yeah. We'll move on Roll soon. with it. Come on. We'll move on soon. All right. So uh, if we're looking at where to put this 15%, uh, look, chances are, really, we're probably not going to run out of options. If we're running probably out of not. options, we've got a real good problem. And I think- Yeah, you, you're like got an income situation that's sweet. Yeah, that's a that's a- you're looking at non-qualified accounts, which yep. is okay when you're in that uh, that category. Right. Um, but I think we, we can even run through a case study sure. or a recent appointment that I had with a client just mm-hmm. to kind of show how many options are really out there. So first, let's let's talk a little bit about the types of em- employer plans available. Sure. I mean, in general, Jason, for most people going to work, a 401k or I guess if we're sticking with like the, the private sector maybe or the mm-hmm. corporate world, some kind of a profit sharing or a 401k, right? Mm-hmm. With a match. We've talked about that. Yep. That's typically going to be the first place that we go. Yeah. I mean, most of the time you're going to hear us say, get all the free money you can get. Mm-hmm. 401k plans, almost as a rule, have some kind of match. Yep. And there are times when employers decide not to have a match in a 401k plan. It's not very often, but there, but there are a couple that I can think of here in town, actually. Sure, but yeah. I am definitely for a 401k, mostly out of convenience. Mm-hmm. I mean, right out of your paycheck, right into your investment account. There's a vesting schedule. All that means is the money is, you know, if there's a match going in, mm-hmm. all the money you put in is yours. Right. That's just the 100%. way it is. But if there's a match going in, you might have to be at the employer for a little while before it all becomes yours. Mm-hmm. And I, I believe the rule is five years. It's 100% vested. I think that might Some be... Some of them have shorter vesting schedules, yeah, too, Yeah, but I way. think that's yeah. the max. Anyways, the, the, the point is, is it's convenient. You often get free money. And it is a great first place to start saving for retirement. Yeah. I think probably one of the most common accounts. Yeah, I, w- I would say nowadays it is probably... 
probably the most common account, unless you're working with a small business or something like sure, that. But right. So 401k, we say that oftentimes and, and folks go, well, I don't have a 401k. Well, you might have a 457 or you might have something that starts with a four, four right. 401a. And these are all just, don't get confused. Like this isn't like some kind of like, you know, crazy algorithm that only financial planners have figured mm-hmm. out. It is an IRS code. Like that's where the numbers come from. But 403Bs are really common, mm-hmm. 401Ks, 457s, all of these things are are kind of types. But then there's some that don't have numbers, uh, like a simple IRA. Well, yeah, simple IRAs or SEPs. SEPs. Even if you think about like, and this just came to me with like... Like uh, a pension. Em- well, employee stock purchase oh, plans. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. ESOP. Um, you know, just mm-hmm. flat out profit. There are some profit sharing plans that are different than a 401k. Mm-hmm. But yeah, there, there's there's a lot of different options. I would say chances are if it starts with a four. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's an employer plan. Employer retirement. Yeah. yeah. So I, I think on this, like not to like get too far in the weeds, we but wanna- I like the weeds. <laughs> We know you're a tax guy. The The reality is, is we want to make sure that we get the maximum benefit mm-hmm. from our employer plan. And that typically is up to the match. Yes. Okay. And so to keep it real simple, things like profit share, they'll typically just put in your account without participation. And it's exactly what it sounds like. A portion of profits by the company that get you. dropped into your account. Yep. Yeah. So we want to get up to a, an employer match and then move on to probably something else. And, and I think just to be really, really clear, you know, as clear as this royalty cocktail Ooh. that we're drinking, you know, we're, we're kind of almost assuming here that we're talking about defined contribution plans. Right. Which doesn't cover the whole gamut, actually. Really, if you, if you want to drill down to two types of retirement plans, we've got, well, I guess you could say three, but you have your defined benefit, benefit. Mm-hmm. right? Which would be like a pension. Yep. You put money in, regardless of what you put in, you know what you're getting out in the form of a pension. Mm-hmm. Then you've got, which has become more and more popular over the years, some kind of a defined contribution plan, meaning you get to decide how much you put in. Uh, and at the end of the day, the onus is on you to save enough along with the employer's match mm-hmm. uh, to have something aside from social security because you probably don't have a pension. Now, there are folks who have both, and we've seen quite a few of those combined plans, yep. which would be the third kind, a defined benefit slash contribution Common in the plan. public employee area. Very much yeah, so. Yeah, yeah. They, I think teachers. Teachers, public uh-huh. employees. But, you know, I, I think that there is a common, I would say, it's kind of a misnomer around pensions that I even heard it said the other day, you might be someone that has the benefit of having a pension. Mm-hmm. And I heard that and I think, man, if I was a young person, I would be like, that's kind of a misleading statement because I really take the side of being in control of your money and I'm a big fan of any plan where you are making your investment choices, deciding how much is going in, Mm -hmm. like the traditional 401k plan, you know, but if you ask someone that, you know, our baby boomer parents, grandparents, their opinion about this, they're probably going to say, take the pension. I wished I had that pension, you know? And the reality is, is a lot of times you get to retirement's doorstep and it isn't exactly what you think, or the age of exactly when you can retire is determined by someone else. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm an advocate for saving and making that choice when you feel like it. And yeah. so I think that's a huge control. Di- yeah, that control. control in general. Yeah. Yep. yeah. So I think it's just a, 
I just heard this and it was actually I was driving home. It was on Dave Ramsey and he actually said that. And I know he didn't mean it the way that I heard it entirely, but it definitely sounded like, man, if you have a pension, you are a lucky dog. And I know that's not what he teaches. Yeah. So, um, well, okay. So mm-hmm. what he, what he does teach and really what we are pushing mm-hmm. is financial independence. Right. Absolutely. All of this stuff that we talk about is trying to get us to that point where work becomes an option. Right. Right. Not, mm-hmm. not what we have to do, but what we want to do. So that being said, work being, and we're talking about flexibility. We're talking about ultimate control of when and how much you take out. Maybe you want to retire in your early fifties and you want to do a bunch of traveling. Well, pension's probably not going to allow that. Right. Well, and also you, that's a really good point on the 401k plan. Again, if you feel like you're 403p, any of those, you feel like I want to, I'm, I was once really passionate about my job, but now I want to go deliver Amazon packages for mm-hmm. a living. You, it's portable. Pick it up and go somewhere yeah. else. Roll it over. Take your ball and go home. Yeah, exactly. There's <laughs> nothing stopping you, especially if you were like really responsible. Yes. And you're like, you know what? I saved. I, I'm doing yeah. great. I'm going to do this encore career thing and try something different. My mortgage is paid off. Right. I don't have any consumer debt. My kids are through school. Mm-hmm. Why do I have to wait till 65 to kick in? You don't. Uh, my income, right? Exactly. So, yeah, I think that's a really good point. Uh, and I, I would say, really, if you think about it, everybody that's, well, not everybody, but most of you <laughs> that, yeah. are, that are uh, making money, earning a paycheck, again, most of you are putting money into Social Security. And if you go to ssa.gov and you look at your contributions that you're making mm-hmm. involuntarily, yep, and then you look at what your projected benefit's going to be, I think most of us that could do a little, a little bit of math would look at that and say, Hey, wait, what if I just put that into a retirement account and invest that for myself? You I think evil we would conservative. How dare you think something like that? <laughs> now, I realize and I'm not speaking against Social Security. No, yeah, yeah. Just like anything else, like anything with a, a, a pension type element, you know, people that are paying in now are paying for the benefits of people that are retiring now. Right. There's now. that element. Right. Right. Um, so, yeah. But I, I think if we were to start from scratch, hit the reset button, if you could start over, you'd take that money that you put into pastors that's a big one right a lot of pastors not every i mean depending on their outside work situation things like that have the option to forego social security right okay and what i see oftentimes is they they use that as a way to increase their paycheck right but they're not putting that money yeah but i have seen a few that have done a heck of a job Mm -hmm. taking that money and investing it and living way better than they could off of social security absolutely and again we want to make sure that we're, we're taking advantage of all these these options. And, you know, if you you fill up that 401k, we're just going to talk generally about that. Mm-hmm. Get the match. I would say on average, it's probably somewhere in the 3% range for most for most businesses. And some are way, way higher. But get that one done and then move on to the next the next option. Yeah. And I think we'd be uh, this kind of ties in. We, I guess what we just talked about is what's available to most people in a corporate type of a setting. Sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, but let's talk a little bit about your public employees. So remember, right. we're targeting that 15% number at the mm-hmm. end of the day. Mm-hmm. My wife is a teacher. If you're a teacher and you're listening to this, you most likely, in the, in the great state of Ohio, STRS is yep. the retirement plan. Yep. I think the last I checked, something like 94% of those participants are in the pension-only option yep. because that's automatically what they enroll you in unless you, you choose not to. And if you've ever talked to a teacher or if you're a teacher and you're listening to this, you know that on your first day, 
you're trying to figure out lots of stuff and then they, right. they put the retirement papers in front of you and you just go uh option a because that's what everybody said to do so yeah, and it's virtually an irrevocable decision like you can change yeah. it one time i think in your working career five years in and five that's just ohio in. which yeah. i think you know other so, states I mean, might be similar again virtually irrevocable like you make that decision so right you know before you know if you are a 20 something and you're becoming you're working in a public employment situation teacher yeah you know, highway worker do yourself a favor sit down with the financial planner you know we're here to help it's it's an important critical decision that will have lasting impact that is again you can't really change most folks are showing up to this doorstep with absolutely no experience or it's just so far on the back burner because they're preparing for their career you know, and like mm-hmm. I say, in the case of a teacher, you've got lesson plans to figure out. You've got right. a bunch of new kids that you're going to, you know, you're excited about your career. Right, right. I mean, that, that's just something yeah. that most people don't even remember signing up right. for it, but you sign the papers. So I have one that's like really an interesting example on this exact topic, mm-hmm. which is I had a public employee who became a teacher. So that's possible. Okay. Yeah. In the state of Ohio, it's OPERS, Ohio Public Employment Retirement System. And then when they became a teacher, it was STRS, State mm-hmm. Teacher Retirement Let's System. Let's not forget about SIRS, too. Yeah, I know. <laughs> we'll get past that. But so when they were in high school, they were weed whipping along the highway. Yeah. And as a 17-year-old, they selected their pension option. Yeah. And or was, think, think like coaches. Right. And it was you couldn't change it. Uh-huh. So here they are. They get their big boy job. And they go to work and they're like, you already selected what your retirement benefit's yep. going to be and it's irrevocable. Nuts. Well, that's going to require some Nuts. other planning, isn't it? Right. Absolutely. So my point is, again, seek some professional help when you have these this paperwork um, because those decisions are a little bit more critical than just a 401k. Well, let's walk that example right into the next one. Okay. Sure. So mm-hmm. like you said, if, if you're listening and you're going to start a new public employee job, talk to somebody but if that decision has already been made and you're mm-hmm. you're done you're set you're in yep. that you're going to work this career you're going to get a pension what are some of the other what are some of the other things we can do right because we, we got to do some additional planning we got to put some money in some of these other buckets okay so here in Ohio I believe my wife puts ten and a half percent in yep. automatically STRS now they match that's that's to fund her pension. Uh, and I say with teachers, there's all kinds of options right. available. Right. Um, but I almost always see the wrong order applied. Sure. You know, they've got deferred comp plans and things like that, mm-hmm. which are, are, it's cool that they have those available. Absolutely. Um, Ohio 457. 450. Those, yeah. yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Now, a lot of them are, are funded with an annuity with limited investment options. So <laughs> let, let's think about that situation. You're putting your 10% in. And, and this is where I think it gets a little bit challenging with a situation like that with a public employee. Do you count the 10% that they're automatically putting in towards the 15%? So my response to that would be absolutely not. Okay. Yeah. I think this is where public employees fall off the edge of the earth for me. You cannot assume you have to save just like everybody else. Like as a percentage of your salary, the money you earn, the 10% icing on the cake. Mm -hmm. That's just my opinion. And I mean, call and chew me out when you have too much money at retirement. Let's let's be clear. You don't have control over those assets. You don't. Correct? No. And, you know, teachers that retired 20 years ago probably remember a pinch on STRS. Sure. They had, a, in the state of Ohio, massive investments in ExxonMobil when mm-hmm. the pipeline burst in the Gulf of Mexico. Like, 
it just like you it, have no control over right that. and at some point that affected some people's pension sure there's did. always someone in the middle that's going to get squeezed there's been giant changes to those plans absolutely um, ages you know the percentages that you receive unfortunately the folks that are paying for the cost of that particular mistake would be the people getting hired now mm-hmm. they're going to have some kind of new contract yeah. that changes things so well let's let's walk through this sure, then sure. um okay so you're putting your money in you would say don't count it i would i don't know if i would i would maybe count it less <laughs> <laughs> i still want you to get to the 15% number mm-hmm. but let's talk about some of the other places we can go because mm-hmm. there is an annuity salesman Walk in the halls that yep. is ready to put you in the deferred compensation plan. Is that the best place to go? Well, heck no. Not if you've got Roth IRA available. And we'll just put it this way. New tax year, unless your household adjusted gross income is over $205,000. Right. You have this option available. Right. The so Roth the, IRA. Roth IRA. Right. Yeah. So, so, I mean, do what you can at work. Get mm-hmm. all the free money you can get. Fill up the Roth next is what you're saying. Fill up the Roth next. Right. Yep. And so if all the plan options are confusing you, talk to a professional. Yeah. Okay. Like we can help you through this. So in a 401k, you've hit your match. You go to the Roth IRA. Let's say you're at 12% and you've got to fill that bucket up some more. This is where you'd go back to your 401k. That's right. Uh, In the case of, let's say, a public employee or a teacher, this is where maybe you do start to look at deferred comp. comp. Mm -hmm. Or maybe you look at funding some non-qualified. That just means not tax-deferred savings. Exactly. Um, That's earmarked for retirement. But Let's and I always call that, I like to call that the retire early bucket. Yeah. Okay. Like it gives you some options. You don't have the no same rules. No rules. No rules on yep. age and things. Yep. Yeah. No penalty to take it out early. So uh, I think that. No rules. Like this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> don't, yeah. As we talked about Bill Cosby to open this thing up, it's pretty obvious. <laughs> so, oh, gosh. Some of the other things in the, the, the plans for everyone, mm-hmm. like the Roth. In addition, if you've got a side hustle, yep, as silly or crazy as it sounds, depending on how much you make at your side hustle, mm-hmm. or you know, uh, uh, you know, maybe you have a, a family business that you, you know, you dabble in a farm or something mm-hmm. like that, right? And and I realize I grew up on the farm. It's it's real easy to show no income on the farm, <laughs> right? You got to right. show income in order to dump into these plans for sure. But I I want to kind of walk through a a case with a, a client that I, I worked sure. with uh, last week. It's a good right? example. So I've got a, a, a client who is a salesman. Okay. Uh, his wife is a teacher and, and they brought to the meeting, by the way, her deferred compensation enrollment form. All right. So, so Ohio deferred compensation is what they brought. Ohio deferred compensation. That's where we're from. So we're looking at, all right, <laughs> where do we, which buckets do we fill? We practically did this last week. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, he's putting, let's say, 6% into his retirement. Company's matching 9 Cool. That's cool. awesome. You count 6%. Right. You count 6%. That's right. All right. So the next step, maxing out the Roth IRAs, looking at their situation. Okay. I think we can do that. That's going to be our goal this year. Where's the next place that we go? You might say in her situation, well, okay, do we look at the deferred comp? This is where it gets really, really exciting. Yep. He also farms. Yep. He shows income some years. Yep. <laughs> he could open a simple IRA or a SEP, SEP. IRA. Mm-hmm. Uh, she can be an employee of the farm. Sure she can. can have a simple sure IRA. Can. Right. So we're and looking do at the 457. This. Absolutely. Which after is, the simples. Right. And, and the reason for the IRAs is you have more control over it. You dump into the 457. You do have a limited uh, set or menu of options, sure. I guess you would say. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that just with that, when we we went through and we explored all these options, I go, guys, if we if we max all this stuff out and we're still going, where do we put money? 
That's awesome. What a great problem to have. No and by the way, the answer is probably going to be uh, take more vacations. Right. Right. Uh, do you want to retire at 50? Pay off your mortgage. <laughs> you know? Exactly. Yeah. So I think that's kind of the gist. There are a lot of places to go. If you're making this 15% of priority, and we think you should, mm-hmm. that should be part of the goal. That is a resolution I think you, you can keep. You actually just said something I think is really important. You no. sound surprised by that. Uh, no, I'm not. <laughs> you said something that was brilliant. Okay. Like every day. I'm okay. going to drop the mic and walk out. <laughs> you said he's getting six. He's putting six. They're matching nine, mm-hmm. right? I just had a thought. The reason you don't count the nine okay. is if you change a job, it isn't going to be nine somewhere else. Okay? Exactly. That's a really well, good and, match. And also, that may not be fully vested. That's right. There's a lot of You lot might of give cases. up 50% of that 9%, mm-hmm. you know, over if you were only there for three years. It's And if you don't, focus on the behavior the math never works yeah so uh, and i really think that important. goes back to what we talked about last week which was really the behaviors are the important thing and prioritizing so i wow. hate to cut it off and leave this with we talk should to a financial advisor but i'm telling you we're here to help if they're half as smart as we are which is not very smart <laughs> hey man <laughs> they will find places to put money for retirement sure okay no this is a pretty fun one i yeah. think we we promise we'll be come moving up every week. Uh, almost every time we meet with somebody, uh, yeah. especially when we get into the retirement planning, um, we should have cut very, back very on practical. the Bill Cosby talk and talked more about this. You know what? I think we should keep it. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for having a drink of this this week, folks. It is time to close out the tab. So if you have a question or a topic you want addressed on the Old Fashioned Finance Podcast, be sure to email us at podcast at bluejfg.com. We'd love to hear from you. Don't forget to share the show with someone you love or just someone who needs a little money muddling themselves. You can stay up to date with the latest action by following us on Facebook. Old Fashioned Finance is brought to you by Blue Jay Financial Group. That's bluejfg.com and produced by Pottery Studios. We've been your hosts, Caleb and Jason. Cheers. I'm not sure what you just did. <laughs> Behind the back. Okay. Cheers. I guess. <laughs> oh, I lost my lemon. <laughs>